Hello Gems! Welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host, Shelley Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Maureen Josephine, Flutter engineer and Google developer expert. We talked about what the tech industry looks like in Kenya, her amazing accomplishment as the first female GDE in Kenya, and her affinity for fashion. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, Maureen. Welcome to the show. I'm so, so glad that you're here. Thank you so much, Shelly. I'm so honored to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah, so why don't we just jump right in and have you tell us how you started your amazing journey in tech that Mm -hmm. we'll totally get to. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So uh, my tech journey uh, dates back to when I was getting started in campus. Uh, I mean, after high school, and then I chose computer science to go and do it. But what really uh, inspired me or what motivated me to do computer science was um, there was a time I wanted to create my email address that moment after high school, where email is very important. So uh, my mom and I went to a cyber cafe in the nearby area. And the price of creating an email address was about 350 Kenya shillings. So by then, as someone who was just of high school, I felt like that was a lot of money just to create an email address. So I I, 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 I was thinking to myself, like, why is creating an email address so expensive? So I wanted to go to campus and learn about this rare machine in my village and try to explore um, opportunities within it and uh, maybe later on create uh, other opportunities to my people back home. So that was the driving factor back then. And uh, later on, I got started um, to uh, into computer science as a course. So that's what I, I enrolled for. And uh, after getting started is when I discovered creating an email address is not very difficult. Why was it so expensive? So this kind of motivated me to keep on doing what I, whatever I was doing. But uh, by then, uh, our computers, our computer class, we were doing like different units, uh, the algorithms, software engineering, network engineering, and things like that. So I felt like um, what I really wanted by then was network engineering because uh, software engineering, I felt like it was so difficult. The lecturers were teaching us how to code on a piece of paper, and I was like, I'm not understanding these things. How how are they even working? So I, 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 I told myself that, okay, I'm into computer science, but I don't want to do software engineering. Uh, after all, after campus, I'll major on network engineering since it doesn't involve more coding and things like that. But then uh, what changed my mind was um, during the end of campus where people get to do their final project and you present to your lecturers and then they review and that is when now you can be able to graduate. I think that's how is it over here. I'm not sure how is it over there. So uh, yeah, so that's when now I got interested. I, I think Maybe it was peer pressure because most of my friends were developing awesome apps, web apps, mobile apps. So I kind of thought to myself, what can I really build? Uh, Over the past four years, I was not actively coding. So what can I really do? 
so that's when an idea came to me um of now uh building a mobile application so uh i didn't have like so much knowledge in mobile but i felt like uh if i try it out uh and see the changes within my phone then it would be like great it would be a great experience so that's when now i got started with the android development using java but a friend was coaching me to learn like uh the basics and uh the steps on how I, i'll be able to do to do that and interestingly that's when now i came up with an e-tailer application an app that connects tailors to clients through their mobile app so uh that's the journey of or rather how i got started into tech and yeah that's how i got even started into mobile <laughs> that's amazing yeah i the whole paying for an email uh-huh. address thing i feel like e- you know before hotmail and before gmail mm-hmm. and stuff like that that you know you had to pay for AOL um yeah and or i think we started out with like yahoo which was free i, yeah. I can't remember but yeah i i do remember a time where you had to pay for an email address but it was nothing like $300 that's crazy or you know in- it's like uh <laughs> your over here it, it's like uh someone like creating it on your behalf so you have to pay them for the service <laughs> yeah so that's what it's Can kind you of a service an email address yeah <laughs> wow oh my gosh that is so funny and the other thing that you said was um writing code on a piece of paper uh-huh. you know i was just watching a show and there were these men in an office mm-hmm. writing on a paper and someone later mentioned that he was a programmer and it dawned on me that this was how programming used to be done like yeah. on paper <laughs> and then they would type it into the computer because not everybody had a workstation yeah oh my god true. like where we've come from is amazing yeah yeah i agree and then with this side of the world where very few people have computers actually even in campus so you find that really? in, yeah true so you find that in a classroom uh in a computer science class you'll find like 10 people have compu- computers and the rest can only use use our uh, computers when they go to computer lab since most people wow. can't afford to buy them yeah they are expensive and especially now with like you know chip uh shortages mm-hmm. all all over the world and it's the, the the price of all technology has you know yeah inflated yeah a little bit so um tell us about kenya and how you are the first uh uh <laughs> sorry my my stutter is going to come out female no, there i did it uh g d e what does that stand for again um yeah so the gde stands the, for yeah, google ahead. developer expert so it's a program by google right. that recognizes experts uh in various technologies that they have so um i'm recognized as a google developer expert in flutter 
because uh, Flutter is a product of Google and they use Flutter to develop cross-platform applications uh, whereby you write one code and deploy it in various environments like Android, iOS, and nowadays web and desktop. So um, I became the first female Flutter GDE uh, in last year. So, which was a great honor since I was the first female Flutter GDE in Sub-Saharan Africa and the first Flutter GDE in Kenya, meaning there is no other. But I find it like as a great pleasure because um, my community around me, people um, are really trying to get there because Flutter was relatively new uh, when I got started in it. And nowadays people are trying to um, adopt using Flutter. Companies are trying to use Flutter in their mobile apps. And so we are getting more people into uh, coding with Flutter. So uh, this was a recognition. It's usually based on your contribution to the community. So first is, um, uh, there are articles I was writing uh, when I was getting started with Flutter because um, it was around 2019, 2018, early, late 2018, early 2019 when I was getting started with Flutter. And by then there were very few people who were doing Flutter and what um, the support I got was from the online community because most people in Kenya were not doing Flutter by then. So I found it useful like documenting and writing articles about Flutter. And whenever somebody around me asked me anything about Flutter, I would refer them to my article. So that's how I think I got the motivation to even write more about Flutter. And um over the years, I, I, I was contributing to various things, uh, developing apps with Flutter, writing articles, uh, open source contributions. And I think collective, collectively, all this um, uh, add to the GDE role. So that's when now I got nominated into the program and then I did the interview and successfully passed it. That's amazing. And that is not an, an easy feat. So congratulations. That is just, you know, the first female GDE in all of Kenya. <laughs> yeah, in the flutter category. Right. Yeah, yeah. still, but yeah. <laughs> um, to, be, to be the first, mm -hmm. you know, anything, mm -hmm. you have set the stage for others around you to, you know, view you as a role model. Mm -hmm. Is that um, scary to you or is it wonderful? <laughs> uh, I, in between. <laughs> yeah, it's in between because partly I feel... I feel motivated. I feel so many people reach out to me on how they can also be a GDE and things like that. On the other side, I feel like there's so much expectation as a GDE, especially when somebody asks you a question that you don't know. So you kind of feel like you're trying to scratch harder to, to help them. So that's the challenge. Uh, I think maybe partly not being... And they were somehow correct. So, uh -huh. but I think 
I think even with awards and stuff like that, we still have this imposter syndrome. Yeah, true. Because like you said, we have this, like, we're role models now. Mm -hmm. And if we're ever wrong about something, I think as women, Mm -hmm. you know, we like internalize it more. Mm -hmm. And then people can potentially you know, judge us and say, see, I told you she didn't deserve that award or whatever. (laughs) Do you feel that? Yeah. Has anyone ever challenged your credentials at all? Um, So far, I think so far, no, because I I kind of feel... (laughs) Uh, like I have a strong support system behind me or rather my friends are the ones that will tell you, uh, you can do this, you can do this. But I've never faced someone challenge me that, no, you can't do this. Uh, I've always had like a great support system, like all through, all through, which I highly appreciate. Absolutely. It is very, very important to have a support system. Mm-hmm. Um around you at all times because things get tough you know and so you have to have people to talk to i think yeah Um, true yeah yeah that helps um did i ask you how did you um start in uh flutter Ah, yeah. So how I started in Flutter was actually uh, towards the end of 2018 when I attended a conference because initially I'd started on mobile development, but I was specifically doing Android with Java. So I attended a conference in 2018 and somebody uh, was presenting about Flutter and he was saying that it's cross-platform. You write one app and deploy it on Android and iOS. And I found it interesting so um when i was looking for an internship opportunity like uh, around that time i found someone uh through the conference still he was asking uh what am i really doing at the moment and i told him i'm looking for internship opportunities so he told me i can go to their company and try do intern uh to do like internship there so that's where he introduced him because i told him i'm passionate about mobile and that's what i want to do like um to further on doing so he said that um yeah, we can do it. So uh, it's funny that he taught me, he introduced me to Flutter with no Flutter knowledge. He's a backend developer. And being that I was interested in Flutter, so we were using online documentations, online resources. So he was guiding me through the journey on how to get started with Flutter with no basic Flutter knowledge because up to now he's not doing Flutter so that's how I got into Flutter and the funny bit about it is I I asked him like how was he able to teach me Flutter with no Flutter knowledge and he told me that once you have like the foundation of other programming languages you can always navigate or rather translate from one language to another without actually knowing that specific language yeah true (laughs) and as mentors and and role models you know often people will ask me about like you know angular or or something that i'm not really you know like i've touched it but i I, i'm not an expert and Mm -hmm. i 
can point them to resources. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to teach them myself, but I can help them out that way. And it sounds like you had that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, it's hard sometimes when people um, have, have interests that are still coding, but now there are so many different like frameworks and languages and architectures, tech stacks and all of that stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going like way off the script. <laughs> you know, are you but um, yeah, so mobile, I've, I, I haven't touched it for apps. I, I have created two games that I ah, ported to nice. mobile. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, apps wise, like what's kind of the process to create an app I don't even know I'm 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 just curious myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh the process I usually use is just creating design prototypes I'm not really good in design but uh if I'm doing my personal projects uh, I'm forced to do them so creating like um either paper prototype and then like to put down the idea and then transferring this to Figma. Um, then after Figma, okay. Yeah. So for Figma, I use it to uh, now create the flows, uh, homepage, uh, login page, registration page to the rest. And then from there is now when you can get started into the actual coding. So uh, on my case, I use Flutter. So for Flutter, you just have to download the Flutter SDK. And then from there, you build uh, on top of the generated, pre-generated app, which is uh, interesting because uh, using an emulator or a simulator, you can always see. I was just going to ask. Yeah. You yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. how would you test your code on every single phone? Um every like <laughs> they're they're all so different yeah, i've true. tested i've like exported the app onto my phone and and tested that way and whoa man mm-hmm. i could tell you samsung phones they are secure like, the <laughs> things that i had to do to be able to do to that enable. i actually uh, yeah there are so many steps i i actually have my most popular uh TikTok is just going through what you have to do in order to run an app on your oh. Samsung phone. <laughs> Has like eleven thousand some views. I just oh, I don't know lot. why that one that one resonated with people because that's how it's quite hard actually it is to quite understand. difficult to know how to. I mean, to figure out how to run your app, especially on a Samsung phone. Yeah, and then I mean. Ha- how would you, you know, you can't own all those physical phones. They would be, you know, ridiculous, ridiculously expensive, especially the iPhone. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an iPhone person, but um, yeah. So there are tools to like emulate all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause yeah. Like I said, testing on yeah. <laughs> phones wouldn't really be. And then it isn't just the phones. It's the model. And then it's also the operating system that's installed on yeah, the phone. True. That's apps are. Yeah. Apps are hard. You can tell that, you know, um, as a web person, mm-hmm. like I don't have to worry about any 
like any model systems. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I only have to worry about browsers. And now oh. I don't have to worry about Internet Explorer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that died last week. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that um, someone in Korea made like a headstone and put flowers? Yeah, yeah, you know? I see. It was nice. <laughs> it was very nice of them. All right, so we're coming to a new segment that I have called Precious Gems. Mm-hmm. This is where I feature comments from listeners uh, on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, mm-hmm. and probably also LinkedIn. So let me uh, share my screen and show today's. So let me screen share this week's Precious Gem. Mm-hmm. Comes from Christine H., who is a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And this was in response to an episode about mentorship. And she says, I didn't understand what mentorship in tech means. And if I need a mentor at this moment of my coding journey until I listen to this wonderful podcast. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Christine. Great resource for anyone who is wondering about getting a mentor. Yeah. And we were just talking about, you know, how, how we're role models. And I think that that just naturally translates into providing advice to people, which is being a mentor. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. All right. Thank you, Christine, for um, your comment. If you want to be uh, featured as a precious gem, send us your comments at TRs and tech on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. um, I'm YouTube, sorry, (laughs) and use the hashtag make yourself shine. (laughs) All right, back to Maureen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So in in Kenya, Mm -hmm. what are tech jobs like overall? Ah, interesting. So uh, currently, uh, I think there's a great improvement, especially uh, in the tech uh, scene. Because most people are getting, I think people who are ahead of us, like, tried to do, like, a good, um, how do you call it, uh, like, uh, evangelism of the tech. So many people, like, uh, uh, of my age are trying to take up uh, tech courses and uh, tech careers which is great because uh, I think right now many people are becoming software engineers or just within the tech field, uh, which I find it great. And also um, uh, the tech startups, many tech startups are coming up and by these uh, means uh, employment. So many people are also taking up these uh, employment roles. And um, uh, the only challenge I feel is that... Uh, so many people are are at the entry level where um or rather so many people that i know are at their entry level and there's i feel like there's a need to mentor them uh because uh as i listened to your podcast there's a need to hire uh, junior developers because they are yeah. the ones who will take up the senior roles so as much as people are taking up the tech career path I, th- I feel like there's need for mentorship. And um, I think um, 
other companies, organizations like uh, the Microsoft uh, Student Learner Program. So these uh, organizations are trying to help people uh, uh, give them support in their tech journeys. Uh, many uh, companies like uh, Google, the Google Developer Groups, uh, the Moringa, which specifically teaches people how to code. So I feel like as much as people are taking up these uh, tech tech roles, tech opportunities, there's a need for mentorship. There's a need for support. And um, I think also compensation should be um, like, uh, like companies should embrace uh, compensating these developers well, because uh, so many people are taking up these roles, but some companies, some companies are actually paying off well, but some are still not paying the market standard. So you find that somebody gets frustrated on why they even got started into tech and things like that. But uh, nowadays, I feel with the remote work and uh, things like that, other companies, US-based companies, they... Uh, Europe-based companies are trying to hire from Africa, which is uh, a great, like a great improvement, whereby you can work for a US-based company while you are in Nairobi or anywhere within the country. But uh, the only thing that I feel uh, we could improve on is the mentorship bit and the support, because uh, some people, I feel like some people always try to. You see, when somebody's up there and living a good life uh trying to uh meet their dreams but when a beginner gets into tech they don't know what it took that person to get there so they're trying to to imitate whatever they are doing without like trying to understand or rather just choosing uh, a, a path let's say the back-end development or maybe the mobile or uh blockchain and things like that someone chooses a path without trying to understand if they are really passionate about it or just copying somebody because he was successful after doing it so that mentorship if it's uh if if it is uh improved then i think people will be sure of whatever they are doing and it would be great absolutely as well. yeah yeah you made such a good point i have um multiple friends whose uh, kids, you know, just like latched on to me, you know, she works in tech. That's so cool. I, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. And they started in it and realized that it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I make it look easy because I have been doing this for 22 years. You yeah. Know? Like the experience. It, it won't happen overnight, but like the first programming concepts mm -hmm. that you learn are the key. And, and like we talked about earlier, you can learn pretty much any language mm -hmm. if you just know the core concepts. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it is hard though. <laughs> you do have to practice and you have to, you know, do tutorials and watch videos or, take online courses or whatever. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort and work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I also wanted to say that actually Pluralsight has a um, group 
in mm-hmm. Africa um, who teaches, you know, um, children, I think. And mm-hmm. it's called a plural site one. So ah, I just nice. I wanted to give a shout out to them. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. They are awesome. awesome. Um, let's talk about fashion. Your interest <laughs> in fashion. I've I've known many many females in tech who have a passion for fashion. I have to tell you, my first ah. username on uh-huh. AOL mm-hmm. on AOL was mm-hmm. f- f- Fashionista 007. Because I I also used to like Bond movies and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, tell us about your passion for fashion. Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> put it that way. It just came out. And the, the African culture uh-huh. and the, you know, amazing fashion incorporations and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. So, um uh, uh, I think from back, way back, I, I was passionate about fashion and design. So uh, in my campus years, um, I was like, I really wanted to do uh, fashion. So I, I used to tell myself that I will do it like as a short course, a f- uh, fashion designer short course after completing campus. So one day I went to visit my cousin. She's a fashion designer. So I told I told her my plans and she was like, you don't have to wait to finish school to get into fashion. I can teach you how to do it. So she taught me how to uh, draw the designs, cut the clothes, take the measurements and things like that. So when I did like my first... Um, my first dress that I made, uh, it was it really looked good, and the fact that I made it for myself uh, motivated me to even do it more. So uh, after that is when now I I, I I took it seriously, and in my third year of campus, I mean the fourth year of campus, I I participated in Kenya Fashion Awards. So they had these segments uh, segment where they allow students students designers to showcase their their designs so i took that opportunity to uh, come up with some few designs and then during the fashion gala i went to showcase them and it was really exciting because i i I was featured among the the 10 the first 10 student designers which was uh, really amazing i love that yeah it's it's so um, important to present yourself. And the way that I do that is fashion, you know, like the tiara, my tiara (laughs) and and all of that. Yeah. It's, it just represents who I am, you know? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's powerful Mm -hmm. to wear something that, represents you exactly and then you look awesome and you know (laughs) yeah and becomes your identity your identity exactly (laughs) like fashion speaks to you directly like that's what people see and it's um yeah it's it's important to me too um I feel like I oh right so in school I actually like 
every paper mm -hmm. <laughs> in um, college, mm -hmm. I did a lot of courses on business, uh -huh. right? And so the companies I, I always chose to research and write about were like fashion companies. Ah. So yeah, I have a lot of papers in my closet somewhere where I wrote about, you know, the the first websites of these companies and stuff like that. Ah, but, interesting. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I am into the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was actually thinking like during my campus before I completed my campus before I got into the tech world. So I was thinking to myself, is it really possible to uh get like to do maybe a master's course in fashion and tech? So uh yeah, so but I've not really found like a specific field that's that's uh covers that unless you have them in mind that covers both fashion and tech i don't have one in mind uh -huh. but you could make it yourself <laughs> yeah just <true>. saying <laughs> that's how i roll <laughs> when something isn't there for me i'm just like well if it isn't there for me it probably isn't there for a lot of other people so i'm i'm just gonna do it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's a good way to motivate yourself to do something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and it always helps other people too. Uh -huh. You know, you're answering a a problem mm -hmm. in the world. So yeah, I would uh, strongly encourage that you make something that you know <laughs> combines your two passions in life. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so what advice would you have for anyone who is interested in tech as a career? Ah, awesome. So my advice would be, uh, first of all, try to figure out what you are passionate about. And... Uh, I think one mistake people make at the beginning is being all over the place with without trying to have like a specific focus or a goal. So uh, if you're passionate about something, now try to dig deeper into whatever you, you, you are passionate about. So if it's backend development or if it's mobile development, front-end design, because tech is wide. And uh, by that, uh, after finding your niche now, uh, try to improve on it. Be the best person with, within the field that in such a way that if they are looking for a backend developer, you are the first person that comes to their mind. If they are looking for a Flutter developer, you are the first person that comes to mind. So uh, after doing that, build on it and don't get comfortable because technology is growing. We see that uh, Internet Explorer was shut down last week. So be yeah. on the look and try to ask questions. Uh, don't hesitate to uh, reach out to people if you're looking for a mentor and uh, even opportunities to even volunteer, uh, partner, uh, working on open source projects, answering questions and things like that. Because by then you grow your, your tech uh, knowledge. And you also get friends out of that. 
absolutely. I am telling people like so often how many communities mm -hmm. there are now. And when I started in tech, not only were there no communities, mm -hmm. there was no stack overflow. So if, yeah. if I had, yeah, I know, right? If I had a problem, I either had to talk to a physical person, you know, mm -hmm. because, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not that old. So <laughs> chat <laughs> existed and mm -hmm. like forums and stuff. But um, yeah, like I would have to get a, my book, <laughs> my textbook uh -huh. and look through it and try to figure out yeah. from there. Yeah. Whoa. But now uh -huh. we have all these communities and, and there are, you know, p people on TikTok and Twitch now. Like I just, I just started streaming on there. There are plenty of people who are learning how to code and like sharing all the stuff that they're doing mm -hmm. on Twitch. It's ah, amazing. Awesome. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a, you know, and then actual tech companies have like Slack channels or discord where you can talk to prof experienced professionals in, in that, mm -hmm. you know, technology and just join as many as you can. I'm, I'm on like, 20 discords, you know. <laughs> Whoa, 20 is a lot. Well, I mean, I'm not active. I like lurk in most of them. But uh -huh. yeah, I am I am active in a couple of them though. So oh, awesome. I spend a lot of time talking to people on the internet every day. Which is really great. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, mm -hmm. another thing I didn't have on my list was how we met. You know, your um, group or your, you know, initiative uh, to just be inspirational to, you know, mm -hmm. other women, very similar to me. And I think it was on Instagram, right, to start that yeah. we just struck up a conversation. Tell us... Um, you know, <laughs> about your group and your um, podcast. Ah, awesome. Thanks. Uh, actually, thank you so much for replying because uh, when when I actually am the one who DM'd you because mm -hmm. I, I was seeing, it, it was on Twitter, so I was seeing some of your posts and I felt like this would be a, a remarkable woman to give a shout out to. So I reached out oh. to you. Uh, asking if we could give you a shout out and you responded almost immediately so that was highly appreciated so the platform is called tambua women in tech so tambua is a swahili word which means uh to recognize so um how i came up with it was early last year so i was kind of thinking that um we, we usually have this cycle for uh, especially if someone is getting started with tech you get the training you get the mentorship you get the support for resources uh, and then you start sharing your content you start mentoring others you start volunteering so I, I i came to think of it like what next after mentorship after doing all those that uh your mentors would were telling you uh you can do this um 
to get like that uh, to build your personal branding and things like that. So what next after that? So I felt like um, some people uh, reach the mentorship. Uh, I mean, the stage where they mentor others, but then they don't feel like their efforts are being seen. So I felt like um, it's good now to recognize these women who are really doing a great job by giving them a shout out for the, the work that do, that they're doing in the tech ecosystem. So that's how the journey started. And uh, we give shout outs to women in STEM like worldwide. We are not limited to any specific region. And it's, it's great cause I've really learned a lot from that. And from the circle, uh, like from the network of people who we've given shout outs to, uh, personally, I've also learned a lot from them, a lot of, uh, a lot from the content that they're sharing, a lot from whatever just general posts that they're sharing all over Twitter, uh, Instagram, or even LinkedIn. So yeah, that's, that's the journey. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing. Your posts are so inspirational. Uh -huh. That's why I answered immediately because, you know, I get a lot of messages. Um, yeah, true. but <laughs> I can very easily tell mm -hmm. if it's like a kindred spirit mm -hmm. that I need to, you know, meet and <laughs> converse with and uh -huh. be friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm also passionate about connecting people around the world. Mm -hmm. The best experience in my life that changed my views of everything was traveling the world. Mm -hmm. I've been to all all over Europe and China and ah, just nice. you know tons of places and experienced all of this good culture. And as I told you on my episode of your podcast, that mm -hmm. you know the food. Yeah, <laughs> that's always what. <laughs> That's always my key takeaway from, from different cultures. Ah, nice. <laughs> so you should add Africa to your list and come to Nairobi. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've, I've had African food, but like here. So I, ah, nice. it's probably not like authentic, you know, because <laughs> here, like I will tell you, mm -hmm. you travel anywhere else in the world. Nobody's food is as salty as America's. Ah, really? You know, yeah, our our food is way too salty, just way too much. And, you know, like <laughs> I've had amazing food in other countries without uh -huh. so much salt. So. Ah, I think I, <laughs> Come should on, America. I should experience that as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Have a, a cheeseburger here. That's, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we are... Getting to the end of this episode, I, mm -hmm. I was trying to think of other things, you know, so I could make it longer. Um, but yeah, tell us uh, where people can connect mm -hmm. with you um, and promote yourself and your work. Ah, nice. Thank you. So uh, to get uh, to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me via LinkedIn, just as Maureen Josephine. Uh, on Twitter is Maureen Josephine, but the handle is at J underscore Akelo. Um, I don't do so much tech posts on Instagram. So if somebody is interested in my tech side of things, if you follow me on Instagram, maybe you, 
you won't um you won't be like you won't meet your expectations uh aside from that you can follow our um, shout outs page it's just women in tech shout outs uh in all platforms linkedin instagram and twitter and then yeah so we also do the the uh fireside chats i mean like having a chat with people who we gave shout outs to just to understand like how their journey was and um what motivated them through the journey and they can also inspire others and yeah that's it that's a lot yeah <laughs> good for you yes maureen thank you so much this was an absolute pleasure yeah, thank you so much. I'm really honored to be your guest today. <laughs> awesome. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs and Tech on social media and use the hashtag MakeYourselfShine. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day. <laughs>